Welcome to Scrollin' episode 82. I'm Ket. Joining me as usual, Davia Starjumper. What's going on, man? Not much. Happy to be here and uh, able to move around my residence. That's key. You got your floor all done, finally. Floor, you, can, floor the, you can access your it's office. Like, it's like the most boring thing, but, I, but I'm excited about it. You know? It's like, oh, you've got a floor. Cool. But it's a new floor, so there's excitement there. Does it look pretty nice? I think so, you know. <laughs> yeah. I um, I think I used up all your titles. I can't remember. I haven't been writing them down, but um, sure. I was trying to think of another title to use. I feel like I've used them all. That's Chief key. of Grief. Have I used that one? I think you I think used that one. Did. I think there was recent. You, you got to check your bingo card. We should have done bingo cards for the listeners. Mm-hmm. See who mm-hmm. gets the bingo. We'll do the titles again at some point. You know, we'll come <laughs> back around to it. I know how much you enjoy it. So it's um, it's a weird time on the public test server. Oh boy, we've had a lot of communication from the development team through Twitter, through the official forums. Um, there was a recent post on the the public test server section of the of the official forums. Uh, community manager <laughs> community manager Gina <laughs> Bruno uh, made a post titled "Upcoming PTS Combat and Balance Adjustments." It's pinned at the very top of the of the forum there. If you want to if you want to read the whole thing, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase. Um, I wanted to I just kind of wanted to go over this before getting into the patch notes themselves because it kind of uh, frames things in an interesting way. Um, so Gina says after reading some feedback, they determined that they have some goals that are kind of competing with each other and that has resulted in some unintended outcomes so uh as a result of that they have some additional tweaks planned for uh week four which is this week we'll talk about those um but most of them are going to come in the final week which is next week there's definitely a sense of there's some there's some cracks in the foundation of this this round of pts like nothing's maybe not cracks in the foundation but it's not dry yet they're still molding you know they're still spreading things around Absolutely. Um, so uh, Gina says most of these changes are going to focus on Magblade, Warden, and Sorcerer. Uh, no mention of Templar. That's sad. Absolutely. That hurts. But I am really curious to see what they have in store for Magblade. Um, that that could be really interesting. Um, light and heavy attack changes are happening. We'll talk about those here in just a little bit. Also, veteran dungeon and trial bosses are having their HP reduced. Uh, to to help compensate for the DPS loss that everybody's getting, that kind of makes me wonder. Like, what are we even doing? <laughs> What's then? the goal, <laughs> right? Know, it's like, like, hey, we lowered your damage, but we also lowered the boss's HP. It's like, wait a minute, why did yeah. we just stay the same? <laughs> yeah, why did anything need to change at all? Um, uh, here's a quote they say, or Gina says, we ultimately want to help raise the floor and reduce the ceiling in regards to DPS output, while sim- simultaneously improving class balance. So my biggest takeaway is just there are changes happening beyond week three, which almost never happens. And I think it's probably an indication that there's been a lot of negativity in response to what's going on this time, more than the usual amount. Yeah. Kind of how I take that. A lot of lot of uh, outward communication from the players, seems like. <laughs> yeah. There's always detractors. There's always people that no matter what, they just don't like change, you know. But this time yeah. seems it definitely seems different. It seems like. Um, there are very few people actually defending these changes and saying that they're actually good things. You know, you usually see a little bit of that, but this time it's, it's just kind of critical all around. So I would say wait to make any serious commitments to any builds right now. Don't gold anything out. Don't spend any time, 
you know, farming, anything that's difficult to get. I, I really wouldn't make any strong commitments because we don't know where we're going to end up by the end of PTS. And like I said, even a couple of weeks after the thing goes live, we might continue to see adjustments even beyond that. Um, so I would wait. I would, I would wait and just kind of stand by. So let's talk about what's going on on the public test server. We're going to talk about PTS version 8.1.2 and 8.1.3. This is weeks three and four of the Lost Depths DLC public test server. We're just going to kind of pick all the good stuff out of both sets of notes and combine it into just one list. And we'll just kind of read it off like it's one thing here. Uh, as always, we're always skipping stuff, so if you want to see everything, just go on over to the official forums and read it for yourself, but I think we've got most of the good stuff. Um, so, light and heavy attacks. They're going right back to scaling <laughs> with your offensive stats. Right off the bat. That's probably the, the, the wildest thing that stands out to me, just in the sense that, I mean, how many times have they made strong attempts to make changes to light and heavy attacks, like like overhauling light and heavy attacks? And this one seemed to get the furthest. And then once again, they're like, ah, nah, never mind. Scratch, scrap it. Yeah, yeah. It seems like anytime they try, it just turns out to be a bad idea. I think it's really funny. They just told just a total like, oops, never mind, not doing that. <laughs> um, so light and heavy attacks are right back to basically how they are on the live server. They they do scale with your offensive stats. Um, but light attack damage has been reduced by 26% compared to live. So they still are going to be weaker, um, but they will scale with your stats. Uh, they also updated heavy attack scaling. Um, so the damage is based on the length of the cast time of the heavy attack. Um, for most weapons, it's about the same damage as it is on live, but uh, there are a few exceptions. Uh, dual wield, is their heavy attacks are going to be 28% less. Uh, ice and Inferno Staves are going to be 26% less, and Werewolves are going to be 14% less. Oh, also with the Ice and Inferno Staves, they're speeding up that animation just a little bit as well. Um, none of that I don't think is going to be hugely impactful to me. I don't think, like, as far as my experience of playing the game, like I said last time, I don't think I'm... They could make this change and not tell me about it, and I'm not sure I would notice, you know, other than I'm doing less damage. Yeah, overall damage numbers would be down a little bit just because that yeah. light attack damage, but... The devs say they're trying to nerf, uh, they were trying to nerf top-end players, but they ended up affecting mid-tier players more than they anticipated. That's the reason they're going back to the, the scaling method, although I don't understand how that really makes much of a difference either way. <laughs> that's what they say. Um, they also say that this is going to help reduce the DPS loss that you, uh, that you experience when you use a heavy attack uh, in a rotation instead of a light attack, uh, which I kind of like that. Like in a PvE DPS rotation, if you need some resources back, you want to do a heavy attack, um, it won't be as much of a DPS loss as as that would be right now uh, on the live server. That's kind of nice. Although, you mean, you're doing less damage anyway, so, but, you know, there's, there's different ways to look at it. <laughs> Related to light and heavy attacks, Empower has changed again, so uh, now, now Empower increases the damage of your heavy attacks, just your heavy attacks, against monsters by 80%. Mm. So, Empower just does, it's deleted from PvP. Doesn't exist in PvP at all. It only buffs heavy attacks, only against monsters uh, by 80%. That's, I mean, that buffs them by quite a lot. The devs say that's uh, in order to help PvE heavy attack builds, basically, is my own paraphrase. 
Uh, they also wanted to avoid re-enabling one-shot builds in PvP, and that's that's why they basically deleted it from PvP. That's a little bit of a bummer for me. Um, my uh, my stamina templar is getting nerfed pretty hard Oof. this next patch, and M power was kind of one way that I found to to get some of my power back. You know, get some of my damage back, and um, that's just being snatched right back away from me. So now I'm kind of back to being at a loss again. Add it to the the. The old Betsy Sunday nerf. It's just layer after layer. <laughs> yeah, so you can't catch a break. So um, any Stamplars out there that are having some ideas for the next patch, let me know. Scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your ideas because uh, my Stamplar's in trouble. AOE dots, like ground AOE dots, have been totally reverted back to how they are on the live server. Um, so it's the, the same durations they have now. They took every one second for their damage. Um, back to the same amount of damage they do now and everything else. So just a big old never mind on the on the AOE dots. Uh, sticky dots, however, are still going to remain with the uh, the week one of PTS treatment. So they're going to have the 20 second duration, take every two seconds, do a, a less amount of, of DPS. Um, so that's what's going on with dots. The devs say that uh, this change is based on feedback, and they think that this is going to allow for more choice of speed and complexity of your rotation. What do you think, Davies? Is that going to allow for more choice of speed and complexity in your rotation? Uh, complexity? I can see that now that you've got <laughs> yeah. different timers. I mean, I think that if they want complexity, I think they've achieved that. But, um, you know, I, I guess I like that the AOE ones are back to every one second, that they're a little bit more powerful now. I just feel like the sticky dots are, I mean... I don't know. It, 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 they're they're still kind of dead for PvP, but sticky dots are usually. I can't think of a whole lot of PvP players that really focus strictly on sticky dots, like for a build. Most of the time, they're just kind of thrown on there. I know there are some builds out there, uh, but I just yeah. I don't know. I think they'll still be out there. It's just gonna just gonna be less damage in PvP. I don't. I don't see it changing like a uh, playstyle. You know, in PVE, it probably you know it will affect that rotation. But in PVP, I don't think this is really going to change any any playstyle. Well, we'll change some things. Like I know uh, Uncle Sam with his necro, uh, he relies on dots quite a bit. I, I was waiting for him to come after me in the chat. He <laughs> yeah, he didn't bite. <laughs> But really, kind of what we were saying on the week one of PTS, um, it seems like this does make dots less valuable in pvp and sticky dots are the really the only kind that are relevant in pvp yeah. right uh so those are the ones that are gonna keep the nerf they're gonna <laughs> they're they're getting nerfed um the aoe dots i don't think really make any kind of that's just a pve only concern there so uh that's dots aoe dots are being reverted basically uh, healing overtime abilities. The only real change happening here is that AOE hots are going back to ticking every one second instead of every two seconds. Uh, so the sticky hots, um, they're still, again, they're staying the same as week one of PTS. They're, they're being nerfed quite a bit. Um, AOE hots, um, they, they are staying the same as well, except they're, they're going to tick every one second instead of every two seconds. And the amount that they tick for has been adjusted. So that's, it's the same overall heals per second. Where do you think this is going to, like, in your opinion, where do you think this is going to fit? I mean, there's so many changes in PTS. It's like we've we've kind of joked about trying to keep track of all of this. But, like, where do you think this is going to fit? Like, clearly there's going to be less damage. Damage is going to go down. Healing's going down at the same time. 
where we're just going to break even. It's going to feel the yeah, same. Yeah, that's kind of my question. <laughs> like, are, are they both going down about the same amount, or is damage going down a lot more than heals? Like, there's been so many changes, I've kind of lost like track of where I think that balance is going to end up landing. It's going to be all about burst damage, and it's also going to be all about burst heals. You know, that's the most powerful yeah. types of attacks, it seems, are, are, are those kinds of things, which theoretically, to me, seems like a good PvP environment. You know, like yeah. I, I kind of have a feeling that like the BG environment is going to feel pretty nice with this meta coming up. Um, you know, I mean, other than my Stamplar not being able to do any damage, but uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's going to be a, like a low a low volatility kind of environment. Yeah, that, which is you know we've had those before, and those those have been really good. You're right; that's been a really good BG environment. Is when it when you can kind of land, you know, you get through a good combo and kind of get your burst right, and that ends up leading to a kill. And there's just not heals just constantly keeping everybody up at all times. So yeah. For necromancers, the uh, spirit guardian is kind of fixed. Spirit guardian is the morph of the of the mender that um, absorbs ten percent of your damage that you take. So in week one of PTS, they made a mistake and only gave the mender uh, the spirit guardian three thousand health, and it's supposed to have thirty thousand health. So it was dying just immediately. Um, <laughs> they said they forgot a zero. Oopsie daisy. Uh, so they fix that. It has 30,000 health like it's supposed to have now, which means it, it stays alive for, uh, for a reasonable amount of time. I'm thinking this is actually the better morph of the two now, um, because the intensive mender, they both, uh, both morphs got a 48% healing nerf. Um, the intensive mender, it only heals. It doesn't do anything else. Whereas this one heals and it has that 10% damage, absor- damage absorption yeah. and that, that isn't being touched. That's it. It's like retaining more value, it seems. Yeah. Um, there you go. There you go, Sam. Uh, Necro's fixed. <laughs> they fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> they fixed it. They fixed it. It's going to heal for half as much. Sam's going to come hunt me down in the next PvP. <laughs> He's going to solo, solo BGs or something. He's going to come hunt me down. Mm-hmm. Um, Nightblades. They're actually getting nerfed a little bit, although still, still probably looking the best out of any one of the entire patch of all classes but uh veiled strike that's the the base ability of um surprise attack and concealed weapon that's the class melee spammable so it no longer stuns from a flank so remember surprise attack the stamina morph last last time we talked got the guaranteed crit from a from a flank still has that just that morph Um, but now none of the morphs the base ability none of it uh they they don't stun at all the dev comment, my own interpretation of the dev comment is basically use mass hysteria. Like it, they buffed it. Uh, it's a good ability. You should use it. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of what they're getting at there. Uh, and I agree that it is a very good ability. It is a bummer having to give up that bar space, but, um, I guess they find it's necessary. I mean, Nightblades are going to be super duper strong either way. Yeah. But I think Nightblades are going to be just, they're going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. They will be. Um, Another nerf, Dark Cloak. That's the other morph of uh, the Invisibility Cloak. This is the one that heals you. Um, it already, I think, kind of got nerfed on week one, uh, where they made it heal for 20% of your missing health. Uh, now they nerfed it further. Um, it's going to heal for 14% of your missing health. What's funny is, with the Veiled Strike no longer stunning from a flank, if you get online or like look at guild chats or anything, you don't see a lot of Nightblades complaining. You know, and I think. Uh, 
I think that's just because they all realize they're getting super uber mega buffed and they're just like trying to keep quiet and not blow yeah. it. Don't bring um, attention to the, to the Nightblade uh, buffs. Yeah, but the the handful of Brawler Blades that are out there that use Dark Cloak, those are the, those are the Nightblades I do see complaining. They, they don't seem to think this is a very good change at all. Um, they say, I've seen a few of them say that they feel like they're forced to go ahead and use the Invisibility Morph because it's clearly the superior morph uh, now. What I say to that, what I'm thinking to that is, like, if you're playing a Nightblade and you're not using invisibility, like, why? Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> why, why did you choose that class why for you your brawler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a different class for a brawler. Um, but, I mean, you know, I'm just playing around. Uh, that is kind of a bummer for the people that use that. That, is, that ability does make Nightblades extremely tanky, though. So I'm not so sure it didn't need a nerf. They're just kind of a bummer nonetheless. But yeah, regardless, Nightblades are looking extremely good. I think they're probably going to be very, very dominant this next meta. And um, I think there's probably more to come. In, in Gina's um, forum post that she made, um, she said that there are some more Magicka Nightblade stuff that they have in mind, and those were not implemented this week. So uh, I think there's probably going to be some more for Nightblades next week. I'm very much looking forward to that. That's pretty interesting, too, because Nightblades are in pretty good shape right now, I feel like. Like, they're they're mm-hmm. doing well on live. And so after these buffs, I think you're right. I think that uh, Nightblades are going to, you know, ne- next BG report, it'll be interesting to see where Nightblades land on our list. Yeah, Stamblades absolutely. Stamblades particularly. Stamblades in particular. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see because they specified Magic and Nightblades is what they have some tweaks in mind for. But everything's all hybrid now. Like, how can you just affect mag blades but we'll see curious for sorcerers they kind of sort of maybe fixed stam sorks a little bit uh it's not the same as it as it is on live but uh crystal weapon crystal weapon now splits its damage into two separate hits the first hit deals uh damage equal to a ranged spammable uh the second hit is 30 percent of the first hit's damage they say that this is going to be the same overall damage as the week one version of the ability, but you're you're not being punished as much if you only land the first hit. Uh, the comments I see from Sorks online is basically like, "Fine, we'll take it." I guess you know. <laughs> if this is, is this if this is it, then we'll take it. Yeah, it's at least usable as an ordinary spammable now. Like you can just ignore that second hit for for thirty percent of the first hit's damage. Since it has the same cost as a spammable, that first hit hits the same amount as a regular spammable. You can totally just use it like that and forget that that 30% thing even exists. Um, so that's kind of cool. And it's actually worth using. I mean, it, it does decent damage. It activates passives that heal you. It gives you extra weapon and spell damage for having it slotted. It gives you uh, some help with sustain, some extra penetration. You know, a lot of good reasons to use it. It looks pretty cool too, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know... Like right now, the way um, Sorks have been using this ability, because um, you cast it and it buffs the damage of your next two light attacks, right? So right now they alternate it in between every single one of their skills. So if they hit you with a combo of like Curse, Fury, Bound Armaments, then what they're really doing is they're casting Crystal Weapon, Curse, Crystal Weapon, Fury, Crystal Weapon, Bound Armaments, and they're alternating like that and light attack weaving the entire time. And so every single one of those light attacks is just nailing you with that crystal weapon. It's just like this nonstop barrage. But now that that second hit is going to be doing 30% of the first hit's damage, you know, 70% less damage, uh, I wonder, because that's kind of a lot to juggle. It's kind of difficult to do that rotation, uh, so I hear. So I wonder if 
sorts are even going to find it worthwhile or if they're just going to say, forget it, I'm just going to use it like a normal spammable and that's it. Yeah, that's kind of the disappointing part to me about this change is that I thought the cool part about Crystal Weapon is that it it kind of rewarded uh, harder play, like more skilled players, in my opinion. You know, it was kind of like a double light attack weave that you had to use yeah. for this build. And so it was like more difficult. But, you know, if you were good enough and you got the timing right, then it really rewarded you. Um, and so it's kind of a bummer that they've, in my opinion, it's kind of a bummer now. It's just kind of I, I think you're exactly right. I don't think people are going to continue to use that strategy i think mainly it'll just turn into a, a regular spammable um you know i i know they're wanting to you know really skilled players is their concern really skilled players taking advantage but if if it's a really skilled player that is utilizing something that's really hard to do like i i'm usually okay with that yeah i thought that's what this was and i i didn't you know i thought i saw really good builds utilizing that skill but i didn't think it was just totally and completely out of control i wonder if they made it so that second hit was like 50 percent of the damage or something like yeah. that um because i like the idea but at any rate it's at least a viable option for a for a range spammable if you want to use that and you know there's lots of good reasons to use it even so um also bound armaments is being unnerfed a little bit they've increased the damage by 44 percent but remember that it was already nerfed by 38%, so they're they're buffing the 38% nerfed version by 44%. So it's actually still like 10% less than the live version. It's still a little bit of a nerf on that. The percentages with all of these PTS, they're just all out of whack. Yeah. Who knows what percentage means what? Yeah, which what number they're starting with. Um it's still they still did take away the the extra damage to your light attack, so I guess it is a little bit more than a ten percent nerf. But uh, actual damage of the ability itself, it's going to be about a ten percent nerf. Um, I think that's still that's back into the usable territory, and I think crystal weapon is back into the usable territory. Um, definitely some nerfs to stam uh, to stam sorks specifically. Like I said last time, I think there's still at least a few different ways to make a really really good stam sork. Um, so I, I honestly think they're just fine. They're not going to be dominating anymore the way they have been. Um, yeah. but I think, I think they're still going to be totally viable, totally really strong. I'm still planning to have a really good time with my stamp sort. What do you think, Davius? Thane of pain. Is he looking good? Your stamp sort? Yeah, honestly, he's going to be pretty unchanged by this. Uh, probably the biggest change I'm going to do with him is that I probably will find a way to fit Oaken Soul on there. Whoa, Oaken Soul stamp sword. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to Oaken Soul it, and that front bar is just going to be, you know, some sort of spammable spin streak. That's really all you need. Some sort of heal. I could see that being fun on a stamp sword. Probably just, dark deal. Just go 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 pedal to the metal. Yeah, I mean, you're just you got your dark deal. You got your streak. Just, just you have spinning. to find your speed somewhere. So you're giving up that that minor expedition, not having hurricane. Yeah, that's yeah, that's going to be the tricky part. Maybe maybe three swift jewelry will make up for mm -hmm. it, something like that. Use a bow. You're going to use a bow. Yeah, it could it could work with a bow. That may be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, so you can get the expedition buff. That, that may be that may be something. Yeah. And yeah. then maybe you use crystal weapon as your spammable. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. We got the build, build done. All right. <laughs> We'll be, we'll be talking. I want to, I want a full report on how it's performing <laughs> yeah, in the next episode. Um, Wardens are getting some interesting stuff. The Arctic Blast ability, uh, as a reminder, this is the, the class ability that it's a purely selfish burst heal. It has a, like a frost visual 
It deals AoE dot damage, and it stuns enemies after it hits them five times. Um, we didn't mention this on the last episode, but on week one, they changed the heal so that it scales with your offensive stats instead of your max HP, which is a, a really good change. Yeah, that's a big time change. Uh, and now it also stuns immediately when you cast it. It no longer has to hit them five times. It's an instant stun. They also increase the duration to 20 seconds, and they increase the damage by 9%. So just buff, buff, buff to that ability. Yeah. Um, so I think they just they got this thing just right. It's a really strong burst heal. This thing on my warden on PTS has like a 16k tooltip. It's a very strong burst heal tied to a, a reliable instant stun. I mean, that's perfect. Like, there's going to be lots of times when you want to do both of those things at the exact same time. So it's oh, nice, absolutely. nice having those on uh, one button. The heal scales the way it should now. It has a little bit more AOE damage. I think that's really, really nice. Wardens have been asking for this for a long time. Cutting Dive, the class spammable, the, the stamina morph. Um, this morph now uh, applies a, a bleed on targets for 10 seconds if they are not off balance, rather than refunding the cost if they are off balance, which was the change they made on week one. So no more free spammable casts. You're going to be applying uh, a bleed if you hit someone who is not off balance, uh, and the bleed does not stack, they specify. Yeah, I just, I don't know. that. Probably a little bit of a of a of a nerf there, but still still a good ability. But I think me and you are both on the same page that the other morph is going to be the way to go. Yeah, the week one version where you get the free casts seemed way better. Yeah. Um. But that's okay because very few wardens use that ability anyway, so they're already not using it. So they're just going to probably keep <laughs> not using anybody. it. Um. Scorch, they kind of fixed Scorch. That's the the base ability of Subassault. So uh, Scorch, the base ability, and the Deep Fisher morph, that's the Magicka morph, they now deal their damage after 3 and 9 seconds rather than 4 and 10 seconds. So they fixed that timing. Um, by the way, after 3 and 9 seconds, it's not. It, that doesn't mean it hits after a 3-second delay and then a 9-second delay. It's... It's three and nine seconds from the time you cast it. So it's a three second delay and then another six seconds after that is actually how it is now. Um, the first hit deals approximately 14% less damage and the second hit deals 20% more damage. They also reduce the cost by 500, which is still more than, which is still 300 more than the live version. It's still getting a little bit of a <laughs> so cost misleading increase. misleading numbers. Yeah. <laughs> The sub-assault morph, the stamina morph, uh, is going to hit after 3 and 6 seconds, but it doesn't get any bonus damage to that second hit. So basically it's going to work exactly the same way it does on live right now, but the way I'm reading it is it's going to be 14% less damage. Yeah, just a 14% damage nerf, which is yeah. that's a you know, that's a pretty decent little nerf there. Yeah, bit of a nerf. I think all around this is a nerf to Scorch, like all, all yeah. morphs, all versions of it. Um, but I'm happy at least they put it back to where that first hit hits after a three second delay on all morphs. So yeah, you're absolutely. at least that, that rhythm, that, uh, that cadence that you're used to playing as a warden, it's still there, it's still intact. Um, you know, having the damage come down, that's a bummer, but wardens are getting a lot of other really, really good stuff. Uh, and everyone's damage is coming down. I mean, as a, as a Templar main, don't talk to me about damage nerves, all right? <laughs> I have no sympathy. The changes to Warden are, I'm very intrigued by it because it's, you know, me and you have talked about this. Like, you you really don't see a whole lot of Wardens lately, you know? it's mm -hmm. But it it's not necessarily that they're bad. It just seems like they, 
they're just not real popular right now, but their 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 whole toolkit is is still really good. And so it's interesting to me that they have a lot of focus on Warden. Um, I don't know. Maybe they must have noticed that the popularity on them is down or something. I don't know. And they're just trying to bring more attention to them again. But I'm very intrigued that they seem very, very focused on Warden through this whole PTS yeah, saga. I like it. And what's always been neat about Wardens is they're so self-sufficient, like within their own class, you know, you can... You can put mm-hmm. a, a good build together and not have to use any abilities outside of your class at all. And it Absolutely. seems like they're kind of going deeper into that uh, that idea, like Falcon's swiftness, the, the wings getting snare removal. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't have to use Race Against Time now. In fact, this is better than Race Against Time. Um, you know, trying to buff your spammable, so you, you'll actually want to use it, making uh, Arctic Blast uh, a really, really good heal and a stun. You don't have to look outside of your class for any of that stuff. Um, I think Wardens are looking really good. Taking some of their firepower away with Scorch, I don't really get that because they definitely haven't been overperforming in the damage department that I've seen. Yeah, me neither. That's interesting on that damage nerf. But hey, you know, you never know. Next week it could be a 14% damage buff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but overall, I think Wardens are looking great. I think we probably will be seeing a lot more Wardens this next patch. I'll definitely be playing mine a lot more. Does any of this change anything for Bear Claw? No, I don't think so. I the the one thing that that uh, might change on him is that I was kind of looking forward to the cutting dive with the free cast, using that as a spammable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that probably will change, but I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna have to kind of take a look. I, I kind of want to find a way to get the uh, the other morph on there to get that 300 weapon damage buff. But if you can sustain it, nothing really happening for Dragon Knights. I feel like Dragon Knights are pretty much just right. I think if we just leave hey. leave them alone, they're going to be pretty good. That's a win. At this point, if it's just nothing, oh, that's a win. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. It seems like they seem to be happy with Dragonite. I don't really see any people, like any DKs on the forums or Reddit or in the game or anywhere throwing a fit or anything. I think DKs are happy. The devs are happy with DKs. I think they can all just kind of relax on that. Uh, also, nothing for Templars. The only, <sighs> the only thing I have written down for Templar is Sad Face. There's a there's something happened out there. The devs were in a BG against like a team of four Templars, and they just got bullied. And I guess this so. is their payback. This is their payback against Templars because Templar is, uh, you know, we talk about how Warden's kind of a rare class to see right now. Templar, I think, is about to become at least in in PvP and maybe PVE too. I think Templar is about to. A lot of people are about to put their Templars up on the shelf. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of wild. Like, I mean, so that first week we saw those pretty drastic Templar nerves. Jabs is severely nerfed. A burning light pass is severely nerfed. Um, and we were thinking, like, this is one of those things, week three, surely, you know, it's not as bad as it seems right now. When week three rolls around, they're going to unnerf Templar a little bit, and it's all good. And there's been so much uh, developer communication and all this negativity and all, all them, like, kind of, assuring everyone like okay we're going to fix it we're going to make it better but the entire time no no mention of templar yeah and they've they, they've called out specific classes that they're addressing and they haven't said templar once yeah it's kind of wild and i'll even say the empower the changes to empower is a nerf to templar because empower was really one of the abilities that templar you know that was i feel like of all classes to deal with empower Templar was kind of that was that was a big one for them. Yeah, that was that was kind of gonna 
kind of sort of saved my Stamplar, was focusing on Empower, but that's being taken away now too. So it's just kind of a bummer. You know, it's it's been a good run, Templars. You know, we, we had a good time. We're going to start our scrolling podcast um, support group for Templar mains. <laughs> uh, so we can all be there for each other in, in, in this trying time. You know, we just burn too bright, guys. You know, and they all got jealous and that's that's all it is. <laughs> so what do you think, Davius? Templar dead class? Well, I think maybe the only Templar to still stick around is going to be old Davius himself because he's going to be just fine. Yeah. Just pure healer, uh, he'll be just fine. Seems like that's what they're wanting Templars to be. Like, why don't you just, just spam pure Breath healer. of Life? Don't, don't do damage. You notice Breath of Life wasn't nerfed. <laughs> yeah, that one's just fine. I will say one positive thing. The uh, the new jabs animation is growing on me just a little bit. Uh, the the actual visual of like what it looks like, I, I like the current version, the old version better. Um, okay. But but the actual like animation, the movement, the motion of it, it's real snappy. This new one, it 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 is really nice and easy to light attack weave with. You get into this real nice rhythm where it's just like choo 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 choo. I don't know. It just kind of feels good to use. I think I probably will get used to the the new visual and it'll probably grow on me and I think it'll be just fine. So that's one, you know, silver lining I can find there. Uh, still doesn't do enough damage, but, um, doesn't do any damage at all. It, but it feels pretty looks, good. looks nice. Yeah. Well, you, it feels nice. I do like the crispness of the new animation. It seems a little crisper. It's snappy. More pixels. Yeah. More pixels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's basically all the, the balance changes. They also are making a couple of uh, adjustments to sets. The the new Nocturnal's Ploy set that's coming up with this DLC, that's the one that you put debuffs on people and it takes buffs off of them, right? Um, nothing actually changed with it. They just updated the tooltip uh, on the item description to better describe its requirements, such as its inability to trigger off of delayed or ticking events. Um, so I was asking on the last episode, if you're standing in someone's caltrops and they're wearing this set, is that just constantly stripping away major buffs just over and over again? Looks like no. It's it would just it would yeah. I guess would just strip away one and that's all. What it seems like. Yeah. And that makes sense. Uh I feel like that's that's not a bad change. Still still a fantastic set. Yeah, it's gonna be it's still gonna be totally broken. Um Plague Break is getting further nerfed, if you can believe that. Oof. Um so week one, if you remember, they applied a a twenty second cooldown per target is what they, they changed it to. Um, but then they stated the, the upside of that is that you can now apply it to multiple targets at once. Well, well, now they've removed that. They've reinstated the 100 millisecond cooldown to prevent it from procking on multiple targets per attack uh, to keep it from becoming too powerful, they say. Mm, plague broke. Plague broken. Not, and, not, and not in the good way. Yeah, not the, <laughs> uh, the bad kind of broke. Yeah, the bad broke. The original broke. Yeah. <laughs> Things can be bad broken. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we've said several times Plague Break's a very strong set. I've never found it to be hugely problematic the way like Dark Convergence or Rush of Agony are. Um, it is weird that it's getting like the nerf sledgehammer. Yeah, that's the surprising part for us is that why is Plague Break getting this and not Dark Convergence? Mm-hmm. They should be swapping places. Uh, the sledgehammer should be hitting Dark Convergence, not necessarily Plague Break. I, I haven't. I haven't been that bothered by Plague Break. I mean, it's a great set. You can throw it on a lot of builds, but it's not. It's been a while since I've thought it's oppressive. I think we're going to be seeing it way, way less. Probably still seeing it some, but you remember Venomous Smite? Remember that set? Oh, yeah. 
during its heyday. How often do you see it now? Yeah, it's gone. I think that's gone. That's going to be Plague Break's future. Hi, just a quick edit here. Uh, we missed this in the the week four patch notes, but the Oaken Soul Ring got some uh, uh, even more adjustments. So now it has uh, minor Slayer, minor Aegis, and Empower as part um, of that item. The developer comment basically says they just wanted to help out PVE build, which is a good thing. I know a lot of PVE people were wanting that. Uh, also, this new set, Nocturnal's Ploy, they changed the cooldown to 15 seconds instead of 2 seconds. So now it's only going to be uh, stripping away a major or a minor buff once every 15 seconds. So that's definitely going to be a much less popular set than it was looking like it was going to be. Um, still seems like it could be decent, but honestly, I doubt it's too terribly popular after this change here. Anyway, that's the end of the edit. Back to the normal recording. Well, let's talk about Mid-Year Mayhem. Oops, I'm sorry. I mean, White Streaks Mayhem. Uh, it rolls off the tongue. Rolls right off the tongue. White Streaks <laughs> Mayhem. It's, it'll always be Mid-Year Mayhem in my heart. Always. I think that's everybody. I think it'll be that way to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's been going on since last Thursday, July 28th, and it's going to be going on until uh, Tuesday, August 9th on all platforms. Uh, during White Strikes Mayhem, you can uh, earn double AP and XP when you do pretty much any PvP event. Uh, you can earn these boon boxes that have random rewards like Telvar, Transmute Crystals, Style Pages, a bunch of other random stuff. Uh, you can also earn event tickets and spend those at the Empresario. There are, there are double resources in Cyrodiil and Imperial City. Um, and one of the coolest parts is the gold vendor. Uh, so the first weekend for the gold vendor is already passed, so it's too late for that one. But you could have gotten uh, gold necklaces for every PvP set in the game. Um, and then this next weekend coming up, you can get gold rings for every PvP set in the game. So these are sets like Deadly Strike, Powerful Assault, Vicious Death, Warrior's Fury, Curse Eater, Buffer of the Swift. Uh, a, a lot of really good stuff. I recommend people to get some of that Warrior's Fury. That's the set I'm, I'm high on that set right now. Yeah, that was the set there for a while, and then it's it's kind of fallen out of favor, but uh, yeah, you're kind of back on it here lately, aren't you? Still works. Still works. Have you had a chance to participate in Mid-Year Mayhem at all? I have not Mid-Year Mayhemmed at all. You've been getting your floor redone, so you haven't had access to your or computer. Yeah, or some would say I have not white streaked. If you <laughs> that's will. that's what everyone says. <laughs> that's what everyone says. Yeah, uh, I'm super bummed about it. I've just heard the glory stories of people and and you and the BGs and you brought out your your OG character. So uh, I I'm officially today's first day access to my computer again. So this next week I plan on uh, participating in the in the mayhem. I'm pretty excited about it. We gotta get in there, man. We gotta get some uh, some Imperial City, some sit chair nights. Oh, yeah. We gotta get the goons together. Oh yeah, I got a new chair and for and everything. I'm all set up with oh, a yeah. new, new sit chair. We got a new sit chair, a fancy big old chair. For anyone for the uninitiated, we like to go to the Imperial City sewers, run to the middle, kill everything in between, kill Molog Ball, choose an enemy tunnel, run all the way to their base, kill everything in between, and then do slash sit chair in front of their base. And just wait for them to come outside and give us funny looks. And eventually, it's like a powder keg that explodes and a fight breaks out. But <laughs> lots of times, we'll go quite a while with actually no fighting happening at all. 
The key to it is that sit chair. If you stand there, you know, only five to 10 people come out. But when they come out and they see you sitting in that chair, that's when 25 to 40 of them will come through those doors. It's fun. You get like four or five people doing it. Um, Because usually, you know, you'll get a few people come out and they don't want to fight, you know, but then a few more people will come out. They start kind of becoming more and more brave (laughs) as there are more people come out and kind of pile up and eventually it goes. But, um, we haven't done that yet, but we should try to do that before uh, Mid-Year Mayhem. Oh, yeah. We've got to have a good sit chair night, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I've been doing some Imperial City. It's been super fun. That's my favorite thing to do during these events. Um, I've also been doing quite a lot of Battlegrounds, and the queues have been really, really fast. Um, the, the matches have been less sweaty. I think it's because there's just a lot more people queuing up, and so there's like a, a wider range of, of types of players that are in there. Um, there's a bunch of noobs is what I mean. <laughs> I, I like to stomp the noobs. I, I got to ask about these style pages. Are they pretty good style pages? Uh, I don't think I've really gotten any. No, I did get one and it sold for like 30,000 gold. Okay. I, I don't even remember what you it was. You didn't even look so, at I remember it, previewing so. it. I previewed okay. it and I didn't really like all right, it. All right. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't, if that tells you anything. Dr. Professor says not the best looking. Oh, and then Uncle Sam does a little up arrow. Everybody's agreeing. Uh, meaning he agrees. So I wouldn't get too hyped about that. The character that I've been playing with all throughout Mid-Year Mayhem is the the legend himself, Catface Johnson. Oh, Catface Johnson. Catface Johnson himself. That's that's the guy. That's the OG. That's where it all started. Catface is where it all started. Catface is the very first character that I ever made. Uh, he's a Khajiit, Stamina Nightblade, and um, he's a bit of a wild card, I think you could say. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's unpredictable, you know, he's, uh, he's been around, he's seen some things, he's got questionable ethics, you might say. Oh, yeah. Um, first character I ever, made, I ever made when I first started playing this game way back in the day, I, I checked today, I have over 500 hours uh, clocked with him. Oh, catfish. and. I would say 98% of that time is just exploring the map and questing and playing solo PvE, like RPG-style gameplay. This is this is the guy that holds all the glory stories for with, with you. He's the one that, you know, Ordon was the whole game. That was Catface. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catface was also, he's the one that, you know, my this is my personal favorite, just because it involves me. But he was the one you had, you had max level. I had started playing, started playing with me. And uh, when I hit level 10 and was able to get a mount, Catface also got his first mount. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You joined the game after I was already, I'd already <laughs> been playing a really long time, had the whole map explored, already beat uh, Molog Ball, never had a mount. I, I did the whole map on my own two feet, or Catface did. He just hoofed it, you know, just. Well, he's got a mount now. He's got a really cool Yeah, one. he's, you know, he's, he's stepped up in the world. He's got a new look. I love the new look. We talked about that just yesterday. He's. Oh, his look. I did him right on the fashion. He has moved up in the world from just having to run everywhere himself. So, yeah, I I put in literally hundreds of hours just questing with this dude. Uh, And then when I started getting into the multiplayer aspects of the game, I made a new character for that. And and then a little while later, I made another new character. And then I made another and another. And it's 13 characters later. And Catface has just been chilling this whole time, like where I <laughs> left was, him like five years ago. He was at the very back of the fridge. <laughs> yes, very, <laughs> very far back of the fridge. Um, 
So he's literally for five years. I've I've lo- the only reason I've ever logged in with him is for like inventory, like using him as a pack mule, basically. <laughs> he's been so disrespected. So um it's mid year mayhem and Nightblaze are getting all these really nice buffs, so that has kind of inspired me to put together a stamina nightblade build, and so that's that's what I've been doing, and I, I've I've been logging in with Catface. I've dusted him off. I've I've got a full on build put together for him. He's totally, you know, he's totally put together. Except he still doesn't need his undaunted passives. Uh, still need to, <laughs> to work that out. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have man. any crafting stuff leveled no. up. He doesn't have undaunted. He he just now got his all of his armor passives unlocked. Like that's funny. He's my <laughs> oldest character and my least complete character. That's what I love so much about it because it really shows his. You know, it's almost his his ESO innocence. Like who, who yeah. you didn't even know what Undaunted was when you were playing around with this guy. I did not. I have absolutely did not. So good. So anyway, it's it's been literally five years at least since I've played with this dude in any kind of uh, <clears throat> significant way. Um, low MMR stamina nightblade during mid year mayhem <laughs> oh, is a pretty good time. It's a pretty darn good time. <laughs> I've seen I've seen the kill count screenshots. They have been. I, uh, oh boy. I think the best one I had was a 39 and 0. It was, was <laughs> one of the very first few matches I had with like no MMR at all, you know. Those those poor those poor just younglings didn't even see you the whole match. Just Oh my gosh, it was they were dying. And, it, and it was a totally like well-conceived build, like it was a good build right out of the gate, you know what I mean? Uh it was it was a blast. And even still, I mean, the MMR has climbed quite a bit and I'm not getting, you know, 30 something kills a match anymore. <laughs> Uh, but still doing really, really well. Um, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit, but, um, this has just been long overdue. I'm really glad I've, I've been having a blast, uh, with Catface, my stand blade. Um, I think he's going to be in the rotation. Like there's going to be days where like, I'm in the mood to play with Stamplar today. I'm in the mood to play with stand blade. You know, he's just going to kind of be in the, the regular rotation from now on because I, I can't believe it's taken me this long. I'm having so much fun. This is the most like <laughs> excited I've been for a build and for a character in I don't know months, months and months. That's awesome. I've been I've been rooting for this guy. I feel like I feel like we have to tell that story. I've been rooting for this guy to get off that shelf for years. I know. What about I knew old you'd cat be pleased. Face? What about old cat face? And here he is. I thought about not telling you and saving it for the podcast to, just to get your reaction, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't uh. keep it to myself. But um, he's using the same like foundational build that I've been using on all my characters, which actually works especially well on a stand blade. Um, so it's wretched vitality on the body, Griffin's ferocity as a front bar set using dual maces. Uh, Master Bow in the back bar, Gaze of Sithis Mythic Helm, and One Piece Magma Incarnate. Really, really solid setup. It's a, it's a medium armor setup, all divines, all swift on the jewelry. Um, Griffin's is like the exact perfect set for a Stamina Nightblade, especially this is like a very crit-focused build. Um, and this thing is just perfect. It comes from Somerset. It's an Overland set. It was really cheap, really not difficult to get a hold of at all. Um... So it's a medium armor set, and when you deal direct damage, it gives you minor expedition and minor force for 20 seconds. Uh, and there's no cooldown on that. You can refresh that 20 seconds over and over and over again. And that minor force combines with our Khajiit passive, our Nightblade passive, our medium armor passive, the Shadow Munda stone. Um, combined total, we have 110% critical <laughs> damage <Lord>. done. <laughs> oh, that's an insane uh, number. 
Yeah, and it's a lot of damage, and that's along with a 40% crit rate, plus we get guaranteed crit out of stealth, plus surprise attack when this update happens is going to get guaranteed crit from a flank. So we're getting a ton of usefulness out of that 110% um, uh, crit damage. And the base damage is really, really good. Like my surprise attack tooltip is over uh, 10,000. My uh, merciless resolve is like 21,000 tooltips. So even not critting, the damage is still good. Um, so with the crit, and he has like 10k penetration. Uh, I've actually been blown away with how incredibly good the damage is. And with wretched vitality, the sustain is really, really good as well. Um, the minor expedition that you get from Griffin's Ferocity also is really nice. That stacks with the, the major expedition I get from a bow. Uh, I also have that three swift, so super duper speedy, which I think is really important. Uh, for, for Nightblades, I find that stealth is almost completely useless if you don't have a lot of movement speed as well. Yeah. Uh, you're just going to be pulled right back out of stealth uh, if you don't, if you're not fast. So, Griffins is just perfect. It gives us all that crit damage, which is what Nightblades are all about, plus the speed, which is super important as well. And it looks really cool when it procs. I really like it. I said this about Wretched on my Stam Sork, but it's also true for uh, Stam Blade. It kind of feels like cheating <laughs> using Wretched <laughs> Vitality on a Stam and a Nightblade. Man, that thing is just too good. You just equip this set, and if you can dream it, you can achieve it. You know, it's just like <laughs> Never worry everything about is possible. again. Yeah, I mean, on a Stamblade, obviously, just being able to infinitely cloak forever is really, really nice. But also, uh, Shrewd Offering, the class uh, Burst Heal, has a really low cost, uh, or a really low Magicka cost. Um, and so with Wretched just kind of ba backing that up, like allowing you to just keep hammering that thing over and over again to keep yourself alive, uh, to keep your teammates alive, you know, like a, a Stamblade with group support. You can imagine that, you know, what a what a world, what a time to be alive. Yep. Um, so Wretched Vitality and Griffin's Ferocity has just been like a, a dream pair. Like those two sets combined together is just like perfection uh, for this build. It's just been awesome. I've also really been enjoying that Phantasmal Escape ability. Um, that's the Nightblade bubble that gives them major evasion and snare removal. Uh, it costs Magicka. Um, I really like using that on my bow bar because I can dodge cancel it and that roll dodge since I, since I have a bow that gives me major expedition and since I cast this ability it's stripping away anything that would have been slowing me down so I come out of that roll dodge and I have full unencumbered movement speed uh, and I can reposition and cloak away and, um, and and get away plus the the major evasion is really really nice and it's getting this new roll dodge cost reduction thing with this new patch where um, when you take direct damage it reduces your next roll dodge by 10 percent Stacking up to 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. That thing's going to be amazing. And like I said on the last episode, uh, you don't have to get the 100% for that to be hugely valuable. You know, I mean, one stack of this thing is worth two well-fitted pieces of armor. So just two or three stacks, which will be easy to get, uh, is going to be hugely impactful. And if you're already using a, f a few well-fitted pieces of armor, you know, all the better. Um, I think... I think my plan is to go all is to keep the all divines on the armor and just let this basically be my well fitted. Yeah, uh, and I think that's going to work out really nicely. Yeah, the sustain is going to be insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the sustain already feels really, really good. I can't say enough good things about it. The damage, like I can't believe how good the damage is. Uh, the, the one weakness is, of course, it's a nightblade. It's very single target, and 
like 98% of my attacks are <laughs> dodged, especially end cap. You're the ultimate man end cap gets to- dodged every freaking time. Um, but you start learning, you get, you start getting better at it. You can, you can kind of start playing mind games with your enemy, uh, and kind of anticipate when they're going to dodge and plan your attacks around that. Um, I can already tell that losing the stun from surprise attack is going to be a big bummer. And I'm kind of thinking if I'm going to try to make bar space to get a stun on there, if I'm just going to not have a stun other than, um, uh, end cap. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. And I'm kind of going for this, like, um, stealth brawler sort of play style. Uh, Sam and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago in Discord. There's this this uh, play style that you see Nightblades do. Um, they're kind of in this um, in-between point. They're, they're not gankers. They're not brawlers. Um, but they, they do use invisibility, but they're also, like, really, really aggressive and really in your face. Like, a very high-energy brawler type play style but they're still using movement speed and elusiveness and they are using invisibility um but they're not just like waiting in the shadows waiting to ambush somebody um that's kind of what i'm trying to do i'm trying to kind of be up in the mix of things and be a team player uh and, and all of that and just use stealth uh to have an advantage not not just to hide and so it's been really nice the fashion is on point i did cat face right with the fashion most important part it's looking really good He's using those gloom-bound weapons. Those are the ones that turn invisible when you sheath them. So, you know, he turns invisible. His weapons turn invisible. Uh, he's nice. Uh, Plus, it's got to be nice that uh, he's only getting buffed, I feel like. You know, like you said, there'll be some minor changes. But for the most part, he's just getting buffed with the uh, PTS changes coming. Yeah, that that bubble change with the roll dodge thing, the guaranteed crit on surprise attack. All that stuff. Yeah, he's going to be looking really good. I think stand Blades in general are going to be looking really, really good, which means I'll probably start losing interest. Uh, <laughs> so there'll be playing. seven every battleground. They'll just be everywhere, and I just don't want to add to the problem. But uh, <laughs> I'm really, I just, I've been super pumped about this dude. Like, I just can't believe how well it's performing, how freaking fun it is, man. It is so fun. Um, this will kind of sound like a brag. I guess it is, but uh, I find that I am. I'm kind of good at playing as a stand blade. Uh, and I've, I was talking to Sam about this uh, last night, I think it was. I've been maining this really squishy, roly-poly Stamplar for so long. And Stamplars, they can't turn invisible. They don't have streak or anything like that. Uh, and so if you're going to play a squishy Stamplar, you, there's no choice. You have to play smart. You have to think about your positioning and choose your targets wisely and all that sort of stuff. So that's just been my mentality in PvP for so long, as long as I've been playing that character. Um, so taking that and then adding the ability to just turn invisible anytime you want, uh, I've I've found it to be pretty awesome. Pretty fun. Well, there's not a more perfect time to uh, make that switch from Stamplar to Stamblade. It is yeah. now <laughs> is know. the time. I know. I uh, It's back to the drawing board with Betsy. I was actually, uh, I think, I was planning to talk about my Stamplar today because I had some changes for her figured out, and I, th- I was thinking she was actually going to be okay. Uh, but nope, never mind. We're we're going to keep waiting and seeing on that. Um, they monstered in power. Once they monster yeah. it, things go south. <laughs> it's sad. Uh, Grizzly asks, are there any abilities that lose a significant amount of use with the change of empower? Well, the... Um, the Solar Barrage ability, that's the Templar ability, that's the thats the skill that I was really going to be counting on this next patch, and I may still use it, but um, 
it's that Templar skill. You cast it on yourself, and it gives you that AoE pulse damage, and it gives you Empower for the duration. And they were cha- this next patch, they're changing that duration to be 22 seconds, I think. It's a really mm-hmm. long time. Um, so that was going to be an excellent source of Empower. Um, the new uh, Dragonite's Chains, that's going to be, I think, 10 seconds of Empower on that, but that's going to be useless in PvP now. Um, Molten Armaments, the Dragonite ability, that gives you Empower for like 30-something seconds. But useless in PvP. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed about the Empower change myself. I was, you know, I had talked a little bit about I had planned on doing kind of an Empower build with my Werewolf, and now it's kind of like, uh, no, I'm not. I was, nope. I was there's that new set coming out that gives I think it's eleven group members Empower nearby. I don't remember all the details now. No, I think it makes an AOE on the ground and whoever's right. standing in it. And whoever's standing yeah. in it gets Empower, but uh, that that whole set has changed. <laughs> yep, that's a yep. whole different set than what uh, what, what, it, what it was originally. That is a PVE set, very much so, and probably not one that will get used ever. Honestly, now, yeah, because I mean, unless the whole group's just heavy attacking. <laughs> yeah, because it's only it's only heavy attacks now, and I'm sure there will be some niche builds out there that make use of it. But for the most part, it's a far less useful buff to have now for most people. I Absolutely. Think. So anyway, Catface Johnson, he's he's back in the saddle after all this time. The first time really ever that I've played Stamblade in PvP in any serious way. I've been loving the heck out of it. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. That's glorious. Catface is back. Catface is back. Davis, what do you got? What's going on with Lord of Nords, man? You know, I, I talked about him on the last episode about this build that he's that he has, and all just a reminder of the build. It's five piece warrior's fury, three piece potentates, uh, two piece blood spawn, uh, the oaken soul ring, and then one piece trainee. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I won't go into too much detail about the build, but I feel like I have to talk about him. Last when I on the last episode, I just kind of put the build together, and I was like, all right, this is kind of working. And then uh, from there, I really kind of got a feel for the build and started getting comfortable with it. And uh, he's he's working. He's he's doing pretty well, I will say. I've uh, seen it to... firsthand. <laughs> he's a wrecking ball. He's he's doing pretty well. You know, he's he's kind of always maintained. You know, he still maintained his his Lord of Nords tankiness. You know, Lord of Nords in a BG, he just gets beat on. That's just what he's about. Uh, but now this is kind of the first time that the build has really. Uh, he's, he's throwing out damage as much as he's taken now. And so it's, and he's, he's still very tanky and, and stays alive. Um, and it's just kind of a fun combo, you know, it, that Oaken soul, you know, it makes it where it's just only that front bar and you just kind of feel like you're in this constant circle the, you know, it's just a true rotation of that warrior's fury. You know, he's just getting beat on. Everybody's just stacking the weapon damage. Uh, the Oaken Soul, he's he, you know, with the DK, he gets the leap off. I get the damage shield back. People start beating on me, and it's just kind of a continuous rotation of that. Uh, and he's just spinning while he's doing it, uh, and it's worked out really well. Uh, the results have really, uh, really. I, I have to talk about him again just because it's he has worked out so well lately. Yeah, he makes such a good like um, front line guy. Oh yeah, he likes you know, to like be get, get up, up in there up close and personal. Soak up all that damage, throw some AOE pressure out into everyone, and then hopefully we have a Sork in the team to help kind of clean stuff up. And Yeah, I mean, well, and that's the thing, is that Lord of Nords, if if you've seen the look of Lord of Nords, you know, he he stands out a bit, you know, so oh, that, yeah. that gets him hit. You know, that gets a, cu- a couple extra hits there. And anytime, you know, with how much he's leaping, 
you leap in and people are going to swarm you and start hitting on you. And that's just, it just works great for him. You know, you leap in there, people start hitting, gets that warrior's fury going and that weapon damage starts cranking. Uh, and then he just, he just goes leaping and spinning. Plus that procs your blood spawn and your yep. Nord passive getting you ultimate Absolutely. and all that stuff. Absolutely. And so it just, it really does just kind of feel like he's on this quick loop and it just works perfectly. Everything is exactly kind of, you know, you getting focused and hit on is exactly what you want. I, uh, it works really well, like you said, on, on a BG team because he, he does kind of take the aggro for the team. And so, uh, it works great. Uh, we we did a couple of BGs. It's been a while for me. Uh, you know, like we mentioned, I haven't been on a little bit here lately. But uh, we were doing some BGs with me, you, and Sam, and uh, he was he was doing well. The team was the team was working. Yeah, it was it was working very very well. Do you have any ideas once this update happens? Are you just going to keep the build just how it is, or are you going to? I think it's going to thoughts. I think it's going to be just fine the way it is. You know, obviously the Oaken Soul nerfs, but you know, as, as me and you have discussed, the no, the Oaken Soul is still going to be great. Um, yeah. Probably the biggest nerf he he will get is that he won't have major heroism anymore, which is big. Um, yeah. But he. This guy gets so much ultimate with the potentates. Um, you know, he's he. Potentates, blood, blood spawn, spawn. Uh, even with minor heroism, I think he's still going to be okay. Um, and so he'll do a little bit less damage, but uh, I think overall his build's going to stay the exact same, and I think he's going to be okay. Nice. Yeah, I I like this version of Lord and Horse. It's all about that <laughs> ultimate. That's very much a Davius thing, oh, and yeah. like an ultimate focused build. And he's all about just freaking being a linebacker and taking all that damage and being fearless. He's, oh, yeah. he's fun to have on a team, especially like if I'm playing a healer and having him up front, <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Probably my favorite part with Lord Nords is that, you know, that right off the bat of, of a, of a high level BG, all the teams are kind of staring at each other. Lord of Nords is going to, he's going to be the one to start the fights. He will. Yeah. He will leap into the fight. That's, that's how that fight's going to start every time. It'd be rude not to, I think, yeah. to Lord of Nords. You yeah, know, exactly. it'd be <laughs> disrespectful. Who is this guy? Where's Lord of Nords? He's he's not in here if he's not leaping in that fight. When are you uh when are you making your Stamblade build? We can start going to the Stamblades. And- <laughs> you know, we joked about this. My my Stamblade is currently my werewolf, but uh I might have to make a Stamblade build. Maybe maybe make a non werewolf build uh to see. We'll have to you'll, try, you'll, do, you'll try to do something like make a brawler blade or something. Like <laughs> yeah. I'll be the one that you were talking about that doesn't <laughs> use stealth. And you'll be like, why? Why are you, why are why you, are you not invisible? <laughs> I'll hop on and play it and be like, man, I just, why am I not playing Lord of North? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. Any other uh, stuff you've been doing that you want to talk about? No, I mean, just I need to get into Mid-Year Mayhem. Uh, I'm excited to... Uh, it's been kind of crazy, like being on the sidelines and, and you know, seeing all the BGs and, and mid-year mayhem is always a great time. One of our favorite events of the year. But just keeping up with PTS and just seeing like the the messaging and like the up and the down. And, you know, I made the joke the other day that I feel like they made all these massive changes and all these and all these updates and, and communication. And then by the time we're through this thing, it's just going to be like, and PTS is exactly what live is now. No changes. We we take it all back. <laughs> yeah. Everything's the yeah. same. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, it's been pretty wild to keep up with. Yeah, and it it is a very curious thing. And it does make you wonder, like, what was the motivation behind a lot of this to begin with? Because we, we've kind of gone in a circle with some of it. Yeah. Really, I, I mean, with all of the changes that happened, and I know there's been 
there's changes and there's significant build adjustments happening. But really the biggest one to me with all the changes, adjustments, adjustments and going back, it's, it's just Templar. Just Templar is just gutted. Uh, everything yeah. else has kind of come back into balance except for Templar. They're just completely gutted, which is just wild because it's just such a, you know, Templar has always just kind of always been there. Like you can always depend on Templar and you can always depend on jabs, regardless of what PTS and changes they made. Hop on your Templar, start jabbing people, and you'll be okay. And they've always been that perfect, like, high floor, low ceiling yeah. class, yeah. you know? Like, they've always been you can, you can You can jump in right away and be successful with a Templar, uh, but there's only so far that goes. You know, you get into, like, uh, some really hardcore PvP where there's a lot of, like, really endgame meta type of players in there, and Templars are, like, you know, they're pretty good, but they're yep. not, like, outrageous, like, doing crazy stuff or anything like that. They're, like, well, I, I've described them before as upper middle tier is where yeah. they are. And, you know, they're pretty good, but not a problem at all. I don't think they need this kind of treatment. But Yeah, it's kind of out of the blue. And, and it's I think that's the biggest surprise of it is is it's exactly what you said. Templars have always been kind of, they've never been the top, but they've never been at the bottom. And so to see this really focus on just completely gutting the classes. This kind of caught everyone a little bit off guard. And I wonder, you know, I wonder how many Nightblades are on this development team. Because Templars are like a hard counter to Nightblades, <laughs> yeah. and Nightblades are getting so many buffs. Yeah. So Templar getting nerfed so hard is kind of another another buff to Nightblades, really. Yeah, it really is. Here's a tip. Shout out to Uncle Sam and Mr. Siege for uh, pointing this out to me. They, uh, I logged into Discord one time, and they were um, in chat, just kind of giggling back and forth between themselves. And uh, I was like, what are you guys doing? And they were in a battleground together, just totally just blowing people up with some weird build that they had put together. Um, so uh, they told me it was okay if I shared this on the podcast for people. So uh, <laughs> Sharing their secrets. <laughs> not even It's not even a particular build. It's just like a... Like a trick you can do, I guess. It's a great idea. A very great idea and great thinking on their part. Yeah, so the uh, the Fighter's Guild ability, Silver Shards. It's the very first ability, that like crossbow spammable ability. Um, the Silver Shards morph, it's a, it's an AoE spammable. It, like, it splits off the projectile and hits like multiple targets at once. Um, so it counts as AoE. Um, so if you use a Lightning Staff... Um, that boosts that damage by 10% because of the, the lightning staff passives. Um, so they were both playing on um, stamina necromancers, um, like, you know, stam, stam crows, but using a lightning staff with that ranged spammable. Um, I don't think it even would have to be a necromancer. I think you could do that on a number of different builds, but that's just what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like nuking teams of people just by like summoning a blast bones and spamming that spammable a few times, and just like wiping groups of people like that. Um, so it seems really, really strong. So, uh, shout out to you guys for that, that pro tip there. If you're looking for an unusual, you know, new kind of idea for a build, there's something you might check out. That's the part I like about it is it's, it's very unusual and unique. It's a very interesting idea, but it it does work. That's a, I mean, in theory, it's a very good and a large buff to your spammable. Yeah. Lightning and, uh, lightning stuff on a stand build. I think Stam Crow is particularly good because Blast Bones is AoE, so that Lightning Staff would be buffing that as well. Uh, same thing yeah. for Warden. Would work well for Warden. Yeah, you could do it with a Warden as well. Davies, you have a couple of shout-outs, right? Absolutely. A huge shout-out to uh, Dr. Dr. Professor and Grizzly Khan. Um, 
you know, this is actually a pretty funny story with, you know, we talked about this, the, the goons conference that got together for, for my build is the Azure blight reaper. Uh, I told Grizzly and, uh, Dr. Professor that, uh, somehow you are the driving force of, of making this happen, you know, just, just farm it, just go get it. And next thing I know, me, Grizzly Khan and Dr. Professor are in this dungeon farming it. And I asked him, I said, where's, how, how did Ket get out of this farm? <laughs> this was his idea. Where is he? I think you guys were doing uh, it while I was at work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Suspicious. Suspicious. <laughs> Uh, but I, you know, it is going to be the build that I go with. And so it was all fun and games, but shout out to them. Uh, they did a run with me and they've even, uh, talked about doing future runs. And so, uh, they're going to, they're going to make that grind. Not so bad. And we got through it pretty quick. We actually, we, we were moving pretty quick. So those guys, those guys were cranking out some damage. We even did it just the three of us. I got to give a shout out to Grizzly's, uh, Grizzly Khan's, uh, companion. Huh. He pulled the, uh, he pulled his companion out to do the the uh the fourth member and yeah dr p he's he we can't he wasn't gonna let me get out without <laughs> a shout out to grizzly's companion uh, the mvp of the group what, what are we talking uh miri or which one uh i think it was miri because it was of the it was the the dark elf the dark elf yeah okay. yeah it was miri yeah yeah she didn't die one time she was she was she was rocking Boss fights and everything. Maybe she needs to tell my Mary what her secret is. Maybe it's maybe Grizzly actually has an actual build put together for his companion. Maybe that's the secret. Shout out to the chat, Doctor Professor Grizzly Khan, Uncle Sam. Thank you all for joining us. Always a pleasure to have you all. Um, if uh, anyone listening would like to send us an email, you can email us at scrollandpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, any suggestions for the show, questions, stuff you want to hear us talk about. Um, if you want to tell us a joke, if you just want to say hello, anything you like, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a guild. Uh, the guild's name is Stoons Goons, best named guild on the server and the official mm-hmm. guild of the Scrollin' Podcast. I had to, it took me a second to remember the rest of the, the tagline there. <laughs> you forgot the spiel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So uh, that's our guild. It's called Stoons Goons. Uh, if you want to be a member, hit us up at scrollingpodcast at gmail.com and I'll send you an invite. If your guild roster is full, uh, we can get you in the Discord. And really, anyone who's in the Discord is a fully fledged, go- uh, fully fledged goon, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so uh, scrollingpodcast at gmail.com is the place to go. Anything else? I think that's all I had. Just just can't wait to see where uh, this PTS takes us. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll see you next time.